Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Boomer Geo coming to you live. The Bill Ford Tough Studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. The Jets are back from California on their private jet. They are clearing cap space. They're converting CJ Uzama's contract into a signing bonus and making more cap space, hopefully, for Aaron Rodgers. So the more I think about this and trying to think about what Aaron Rodgers is thinking about, because he's talked about legacy, and I know this is very difficult, and he probably hates conversations. Actually, I know he hates conversations like this. But there's a couple of things that, that have hit me if he's if he's going to either retire or play for the Jets. And right now, the way this thing is unfolding, there is not a single team out there that is pursuing Aaron Rodgers that we know of. Now, I know we've talked about the Tennessee Titans. That team is rebuilding, man. They're cutting everybody. You know, they, they, I don't think they're in a position. The, the Jets are on the way up. The Titans are on the way down. I just don't see that. And you look at the other AFC teams, and nobody has thrown their hat in the ring. So if somebody else does, then we can have the conversation. But right now, if the Packers don't want them, if no other team in the AFC wants them, and the Jets are the only team, then there's two options. It's retirement or the Jets. So these things, to me, I think are going to influence him because he thinks about legacy. One, this way this season ended for him. Are you telling me the last football game that Aaron Rodgers is going to play is a Sunday night football game against the Detroit Lions, which was a win and in, and he'd have lost. He's going to go into his end of his career when he's got stuff left where he just won two MVPs prior to last season, and that's going to be the taste of his mouth that he leaves football with? No. The other, Tom Brady, who confirmed again he's not coming out of retirement. Guess what happens when a player retires of that magnitude? The clock starts ticking on the Hall of Fame. Do you think these first ballot Hall of Famers are going to want to go in the same year? They're each going to want their day. Yeah, that would be an awesome class, though. They're not going to want to share it. Right, well. He's not going to want to share it. Aaron Rodgers will play one year out of spite just to not share the stage with Tom Brady. Well, you know, the Jets basically afford uh, a, a couple answers to a few questions. One, where would Green Bay like to send Aaron Rodgers to the AFC? So that question is answered. Yep. Two, if Aaron Rodgers is going to go to a team in the AFC, is that team ready to win right now? And are they building a winner in front of him? I would say yes. I would say that is an answer that uh, a question that is answered. And number, you know, and really, I think that the final question would be, do you want your legacy to end like you just pointed out? And I don't think he would want that. I didn't even think about the Hall of Fame thing, but 
the other the other stuff that you talked about does make sense. So to me, it's all lined up for it, it to happen. And with the Jets maneuvering and the Jets flying out there and everything else, uh, I got to believe that Nathaniel Hackett has been understands him better than anybody. And and if he's on that plane and he's going out there and they're sitting down and they're talking, then it's happening. Sure. And, you know, there were guys, legendary quarterbacks that are going to be Hall of Famers that we've seen retire in the last couple of years where you knew that they were done. Ben Roethlisberger, great example. You knew he was done at that point. It was over. He might have thought he could play maybe one more year, but it it was done. It was it was it was over. Aaron Rodgers, it's not. It's Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers, even though he's trying to get back in, but you knew it was done with him. So, like, there, sometimes you can't control what that last game is and how it ends because you're done. You're cooked. There's no one else is going to pay you. You can't play anymore. You gave it all you got, but you got to the end of the road. Eli Manning. Sure, another one. But with Aaron Rodgers, there's something in the tank. And there's there's a ton in the tank still, I believe. It feels that way, yes. And last year, people want to talk about last year. Aaron Rodgers does not play well. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers does not play well. When he's got any sort of injury, not Patrick Mahomes might be the only one who does, but he when he has some sort of thing, it just his game is just off. He's not the same player. So last year with that thumb, that's what happened. And when the thumb got healthy, they went on this run. Now they got beat by the Lions in that last game, but they were everybody. Let's not forget. Everybody was talking about how Aaron Rodgers getting into the NFC postseason picture was going to be a bad thing for the NFC. And they got beat. Uh, we're all assuming that he's going to end up playing 17 games as well. Yeah. It's a pretty big assumption these days in the NFL. Well, he's got it. Yeah, it, true. I mean, he also, I mean, that's why this offensive line's got to be one of the best in football. That's that. That has to be the biggest thing. Although, you know, when the weapons are there for the Jets and maybe it could be better. But the offensive line, if, if you want Aaron Rodgers to bring you to the promised land, the offensive line's got to be a top five offensive line in the game. And the nice thing for Nathaniel Hackett, if they do get Aaron Rodgers in here, is that he can act as a as a coach on the field. And he'll be able to tell Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, and, and, and the fellas, hey, listen, guys, this is what I need you to do. These are the these. This is what I'm expecting you to do. It'll be interesting to see if the Jets hold on to Corey Davis here. Yeah, probably not. I'd be surprised. Well, if that if that happens, and that's more cap room, exactly open. Yeah, you replaced uh, Corey Davis with Alan Lazard, or Randall Cobb, or Valdez Scantling, or Marquez Valdez Scantling, who used to be with Aaron Rodgers and now is out in uh, Kansas City Super this past Bowl year. Winner. Super Bowl winner and had a huge. What was it? The AFC title game. He had a huge game. Had a huge game in one of those games. Yeah. So I mean, there there are things out there that the Jets can do to. Make Aaron as comfortable as possible. The first, the first being the offense is like he doesn't have to learn another offense, right? Which is great for him. And believe you me, there's nothing more than a pain in the ass learning a new offense when you go to a new team. <laughs> yeah, I, right. I mean, especially when your guy, you know, you're Aaron Rodgers, and you've been through everything. And at this point in his career, at 39 years old, 38, 39, was he 39 right now? Yeah, so it was easy for me. When I got to the Jets, Bruce Coslett was the coach. And the offense was the same that we were running in Cincinnati. Right. So put me right in, coach. I, I know the offense. I can coach it on the field. I can talk to the players on the field. I can make everybody understand what's going on. You know, my third year here, or well, actually my second and third year here, we had to learn new offenses with new offensive coordinators. And that's a yeah. pain in the ass. Right, with everything being backwards. And you're learning, well, yeah, right, you're learning right along with everyone else, and it's very hard to impart any sort of wisdom in something that you have no uh, experience with. Yeah. So this, this, a lot of things match up here. 
Yeah, he, Aaron Rodgers, turned 39 December 2nd. So he'll be 39 for a majority of this season. His 40th birthday might be in a Jets uniform. <laughs> Wearing number 12. Or not. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows is right. Maybe it'll be number... Yeah, it won't be number two because that's Zach Wilson's number. <laughs> 10. Could be 10, yeah. 10, 12. Maybe he'll do something really bizarre. Would you let him have seven? <laughs> maybe he'll do something really bizarre. You know, maybe he'll do like a... He's allowed to wear whatever he wants now, right? I With the new so. numbers? Yeah, so maybe he'll do like 24. And, or, or double zero. <laughs> that'd be something. Or zero. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be right up his alley. Yeah, just a zero. Aaron Rodgers, number zero. Uh, Willis at Holtzville. What's going on, Willis? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, go ahead, That's man. That's good, Willis. Hey, hi. I hi. just want to say, I'm not a youngster. I'm 73. I've been watching the Jets for a long time. I think this guy, maybe he was great 10 years ago, but he's a narcissistic, psychosocio profile that's off the charts. He's going to bankrupt the Jets financially, psychologically, and physically. And it's a big, big disaster, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. All right. Who would you Who would you like to have as your quarterback then, there, Willis? Well, I I take the devil before I would take uh, Aaron Rodgers. Wow. He's not going to show up no matter what he promises. They should have signed Derek Carr. They didn't. I'd even prefer to go with Mike White, even though. My stable uh, next-door neighbor disagrees, but, yeah. uh, you know. I love Mike I White. Do. Trust me, I loved what Mike White brought to the Jets at that time. But you, we, we can't pick Mike White, Willis, and thanks for the call. We can't pick Mike White over Aaron Rodgers. You just can't. I mean, you really can't. And I think you're taking it a, a totally next step. First of all, you said he was great 10 years ago. Prior to last year, he won back-to-back -back MVPs. You don't have to go back a decade to find out with Aaron Rodgers being good. Two MVPs in the last three seasons. And as far as the, you know, the narcissism stuff, and I don't, he's, we can't handle sometimes what someone like that is going through because we can't, like, think about, he's, he's bored. You said it before, he's bored. He's a billionaire, well, not a billionaire, he's a multimillionaire who's bored. And he's doing all these things to try to find out stuff in life that answers that might not exist. And by the way, you know what he does go on the McAfee show. Everybody tunes in because they want to hear what he has to say because he says something. Exactly. So, I mean, does that mean that he's narcissistic or is he just he's, he's being himself? And I, and I also have I've never met him. You've met him in, in short bursts. He's, I've never, a, he's, a, he's a very quirky dude. Yeah, but I think that, he's a hard guy to get to really get relaxed around. That's probably why he likes McAfee. Sure. And, and uh uh, AJ Hawk. AJ Hawk, excuse me. You know, those guys are good guys, and they probably likes going on with them and bantering back and forth with them as a couple old teammates, and, and he hangs out with them. You know, he's, he's, look, he's uh, just a hard guy sometimes to, to pierce. Let's put it that way. Sure. And, and to say that, first of all, he's not going to financially bankrupt the Jets. He's not. They will find a way to pay him and be able to add. And if you've been listening to the show, Boomer's been saying it over and over again, that Aaron Rodgers is not going to come here if he's going to bankrupt the team because he needs to know that they're going to put other pieces around him, which is his major complaint, oh, by the way, with the Green Bay Packers yeah, over the you, last five you years. You can't take $60 million I don't last year and expect them to go out and spend money to put people around you if you want all the money. Well, he was talking about the draft, too. That, you know, that's what that's what he want really wanted. But... 
Yeah, but he he said it himself that he knows that the contract is going to have to be adjusted. So I don't think he'll do that. And then as far as morally bankrupting the locker room, please. I mean, you, you can say what you want about Aaron Rodgers being quirky. We can laugh at his stuff that he does in the offseason. This man does not have poor morals, and he's not going to be a bad influence on the team. That, to me, is, I, I mean, this is why Aaron Rodgers hates when people talk about him. Yeah, but I know, you know this would be the perfect guy for this team, though, because this team hasn't had this much young energy around the team since Rex Ryan yeah. was here. Yeah. And they brought in Bart Scott, and Bart Scott was the leader of the defense, and, you know, and that, and that's kind of, like how I feel where this team is right now. I feel like the team is young. It's aggressive. They got aggressive players like Carrot Wilson and Sauce Gardner. Uh, I, I think that they're going to have a healthy offensive line, especially looking at Makai Becton. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about if that kid comes back and he's everything that they thought he was his, after his rookie season. Now, all of a sudden, you got a bonus guy coming back and it is going to be... It, it should be a wild ride, to say the least, if Aaron Rodgers comes here. And he will be jacked for it. You know, I... Uh, There's no way you can't be jacked for it with these, with these kids on this team. I'm curious to see with this flight out to California and this thing heating up, if the Jets' odds to win the Super Bowl have gotten better, if they've changed. That's what... Because <laughs> I should have jumped on it. It was plus 2,000. It was probably more than that, even prior to all this. All right, NFL Futures... The Jets, have they improved from plus 2,000? Vandal? What is this? They have. Yeah, Vandal Sportsbook. Yeah, so they have. <laughs> so now they were tied with the Chargers at plus 2,000. The Jets are now plus 1,600. They've moved up. So the Jets are now the one, two, three, do it four, now. five, six, seventh. Seventh best odds to win the Super Bowl next year. Behind five other AFC teams or four other? Chiefs, Bills, Bengals. Three others. Three others. Okay, so they're like they're, they're people are thinking that Aaron Rodgers is coming here. Yep, they are. And if you so do you have the Eagles on the other side and the 49ers? Eagles, 49ers, cow, Cowboys. Jesus, the Cowboys. They just keep jamming the Cowboys down. Everybody's well, slow. yeah, because they always, because there's so many Cowboy fans, they always bet on them to win the Super Bowl. So the books have to cover themselves yep. for that, but the, even if they don't believe that they're going to be any good. Yeah, so the, yeah, I mean, to win the, to win the AFC. Chiefs plus 350, Bills plus 450, Bengals plus 500, and the New York Jets plus 750. The New York Jets, number four on that list in this loaded conference. It's crazy. I mean, that right there, you want your conspiracy theories out there? Just take a look at the books. Where is Jacksonville on that list? Where is Jacksonville? To win the AFC, Jacksonville... You have to go. You got after the Jets. It's the Chargers, the Ravens, then the Jaguars. Well, the Jaguars took the Kansas City Chiefs man to the to the edge. They did, and that's where uh, Patrick Mahomes got hurt. By the way, he did. But I mean, they came back and they beat the Chargers yeah. last year. And they had Chad Henney lead the the Chiefs to a touchdown. I know. Well, their defense has to get better for sure as well. Yeah. But the Jaguars are in that conversation as well. But you know. Think about how much money the Jaguars spent on free agency last year, like $160 million. Yeah. Nobody had ever spent that much money on fixing the problems. Uh, you know, That's what Joe Douglas has got to be able to do here. Not maybe to that degree, of course, but to some realistic number that Woody Johnson's got to say, okay, if we're getting Aaron Rodgers, we're, we're all in. 
They have to be. Here's the blank checkbook. Yeah, there, there's no choice. Ferris in Clifton, New Jersey. What's up, Ferris? Yeah, how you doing, gentlemen? How you guys doing? Today? Good today. What, what's up? First time caller switched over from ESPN. Greatest decision of my life. You guys. All right, there you go, Ferris. What do you got for us? Um, I just want to take this take. I wanted to pick you guys' brain on this. So, small question. As they were boarding the flight yesterday, Woody Johnson and the crew to go see Aaron Rodgers, how come the Jets haven't pivoted and thought about Lamar Jackson? If you're trading and you're going to give up assets and picks and you eventually have to pay a guy like Rodgers what his contract is, even if the Packers eat up a certain amount of money, you still have to pay a hefty price for him. Why won't you sign someone as young as Lamar to a couple-year of deal? Because in a couple of years, you're going to end up having to pay Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, all these other guys on the team that are young, that are going to need a big contract. Why won't you lock in Lamar now, hopefully restructure the contract in the future, and have someone that could probably be a franchise quarterback for at least a minimum of five years? Well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, uh, Ferris, it's pretty easy as to why, because, and you may not agree with this, I'm just giving you the why as to why that doesn't work. It doesn't work because the Jets want to keep Zach Wilson. They want to keep him around. They believe that eventually he's going to become the starting quarterback. This is why Derek Carr doesn't want to come here. This is why, and you know, and it really doesn't matter how you feel about uh, Zach Wilson. I'm just telling you the reality sure. of what they're of what they're thinking. Uh, and bringing Aaron Rodgers in here for Zach Wilson as much as for the team itself is a big part of all this. And there's no pressure there. You know, Aaron Rodgers isn't feeling pressures by Zach Wilson. No. I mean, Derek Carr didn't want him here because, you know, look, I want a commitment that I'm going to be your starter for the next four or five years. And they could have said, look, if you lead us to the AFC championship game next year, we'll trade Zach Wilson. You know, and then all of a sudden Derek Carr gets hurt. Zach Wilson goes in there. Maybe he plays well. Maybe he doesn't. Then, you know, what does it look like then? Sure. Yeah. Tricky. It is, it's a very tricky thing for the Jets, and that's why they're not going to go down the Lamar Jackson five-year, $200 million road. They're just I, not going to do it. I will say, though, that if if Aaron Rodgers decides he's not coming to the Jets, the only question I have, and it might be 10%, because I asked you this before, maybe 10% of Woody Johnson says, <clears throat> we got to make a splash. We have to. We just had our fan base waiting for this giant prize, and we didn't get it. And think about the season tickets. Think about everything. Let's give it a run with Lamar Jackson. And it might be 10%, might be 5%, but that, I think, is a wild card in this if they lose out on Rodgers, which you don't believe that they will. So it's probably going to be a, a moot point in the end. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Time for Reggio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. You know what's going to happen. Aaron Rodgers is going to make that decision and it's going to come out. Friday at 10.02 a.m. And then we'll have to wait the entire weekend to talk about it. Let's hope it doesn't happen. This is a Twitter refresh type of week. This is a Twitter refresh type of day. And nothing is happening right now except that the Jets have come back from Malibu. And they're clearing cap space. And they were doing work. And Joe Douglas might have caught some shut-eye on that plane back. But once he got off that plane, he went right into the office and started chopping wood. Chopping some salaries down, chopping some cap space out, because he knows, he knows deep down that the big fella is on his way. Aaron Rodgers. That's what he's hoping. That's what we're hoping. That's what Jet fans are hoping. And it feels more real this morning than it ever has. All right, Jerry, what's going on in sports, man? Well, a couple of things. Hello. Hello. Let's turn the mic on. We're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by Edison Heating and Cooling. So we wait for Aaron Rodgers, and that's going to happen soon enough. Uh, I'm going to play something. I'll set this up because we're going to do respect, no respect. Respect, no respect. Respect, no respect. Gotcha. So let's set it up. First things first, our old pal John Montone from 1010 Wins, who is now semi-retired. was doing a Fugazi. <laughs> I was you doing a, podcast? A, a Facebook Live. Oh, okay. Um, and and here, before we get into the respect, no respect, little doom and gloom from John. You guys call me gloomy. And talk about doom and gloom from this guy. Coming to you from the uh, Mojo Lounge, the lounge, I'm doing a lounge, the cozy confines of which are located in lovely Ship Bottom, New Jersey, hard by Barnegat Bay, on a little strip of sand as the ocean rises, the land sinks, and... Uh, It'll all go to hell soon enough. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> We're going to be underwater. Bomber freaking Gillespie. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So here we go. Respect, no respect. All right. Or just a slip of the tongue, uh, maybe a little uh, mind lapse, if you will. He's discussing listening to our radio station yesterday because there's so much going on with Daniel Jones. And this is how he characterizes the afternoon duo Tell me if you notice the disrespect. I turned on the fan, WFAN, to the Carton and Roberts. And Craig Carton is just a, a brilliant radio personality. And Roberts. <laughs> That's no respect. Wait, you cut that off. No, but he he goes into the whole giant story. Did he say it. anything about that in there? <laughs> Did he? No. Jerry? I swear, no, I swear to God, I wouldn't do that. He didn't I'm go, a loser. I would not do that. I wouldn't. And Craig Carton is just a, a brilliant radio personality. And Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a loser. <laughs> I thought it was going to be something like in Roberts, who's a big sports fan or something. He would say no. something about he, it. He went into then the minutia of what a good job they did. And they, they wouldn't go to break until something happened. And it was <laughs> Respect, no disrespect. G. Yeah, that's definitely disrespect. Boomer. Disrespect? Yeah. Disrespect. Eddie. I am a clown. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, did you see the video of, of Evan shooting hoops? I did, yep. The first one was really bad, and this one was <laughs> worse. Yeah. Fat, fat, fat. <laughs> no, his form shooting the three needs some work. Oh, man. Let's just say that. Yeah. Not great. Um, let's get to guys that do know how to play basketball. That would be the Knicks, the Nets, and in this case, the Hornets, who beat New York. Hornets by two. Yeah, and they win by 7, 112 to 105. That was Kenny Albert on MSG with the call last night as the Knicks blow a 16-point halftime lead uh, and really struggle to score in the fourth quarter and have their nine-game winning streak come to an end. Here's Tom Thibodeau. He says, not a, not a surprise Charlotte came back. You see it in, the, in every night. There's big leads that dissipate very quickly, and that's why you can never let your guard down. And you, and you certainly can never feel too good about yourself because you know that is, you know, you know what's looming around the corner. Now, that having been said, we know no Jalen Brunson again. Uh, guys are playing a lot of minutes. The rotation not very deep. Here was Julius Randle. Mentally, you know, you got to be willing to, you know, push through. And um, I think we tried. We just, we just didn't, um, we didn't make enough plays defensively, obviously, down the stretch. And then offensively, you know, we weren't good down the stretch as well. He also said maybe some fatigue setting in, maybe gassed a little bit, to which Josh Hart, not that this was a direct um, reply to what Randall said, but here was Hart talking about fatigue's nonsense in our business. We got people getting up at 6 a.m. doing 12-hour shifts. Those guys are tired. You know, for us, you know, we're playing a game, and obviously we're fortunate enough to play a game like this where we have to... Um, perspective. And so the Knicks will hit the road for a trip out to Sacramento. Uh, tomorrow night, they start things off against the Kings. As for the Nets, they were in Houston beating the Rockets. Fired up. Bridges taking it strong to the rim. Lays it up good, and he got fouled. As Bridges will go to the line with a chance at a three-point. And that was Chris Carino with the call on the fan. That's beat the Rockets 118-96. Mikhail Bridges had 30. Spencer Dinwiddie with 23. Here was Jacques Vaughn. Uh, just bowing down to Bridges. He loves him for so many different reasons. He plays every single night. I love that piece about him. And uh, that ability to contribute as a teammate, uh, he is very unselfish. Which might be the best part of it for sure. I'll ask you a question. Yeah. So you get Mikael Bridges in here. They make the trade. It was not, when they made the trade for Durant, was that, at what point of the deadline was that deal made? You remember? Yeah, I mean, so the deadline was Thursday when we were out there, right. and it happened on, on Tuesday. No, 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 Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, it was Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday night. Yeah. Yeah. Wednesday I thought morning. I did the Before Wednesday actually... morning show with you. No, it was Thursday. Oh, it was the it was, Thursday. That show. was the Thursday that I was okay. out. So it happened when I was getting sick. I thought it was two days prior. It was one. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Because my question would be, why keep Cam Thomas then? When he probably had value having put up some points, like some big points previous to that. He didn't even play anymore. Yeah, I don't know. And that's surprising to me because, of course, he burst onto the scene at back-to-back 40-point games. Yeah, I- I'm not sure. I don't know. No, that's I don't, a good question. He didn't play last night. He's only averaging, I think, five or six, seven, eight minutes the last couple of games that he has played. So, interesting. Anyway, Nets have won three in a row. They're 37-28. and 28. They visit red-hot Milwaukee tomorrow night. Kyrie Irving had 33. Mavericks beat the Jazz 121-16. Jason Kidd on his new star. He was the hot player. He was going. Um... 
he wasn't scoring, he was finding the open guy, or he was causing the double team, and so um, we played through him down the stretch, and uh, he delivered, uh, made some big baskets, but made some big free throws, too. Down the stretch, for sure. In Los Angeles, the Lakers beat the Grizzlies 112-103. A lot of the conversation, though, surrounding Pau Gasol, because he had his number retired, the crowd taking notice to a comment he made during his speech. I can't go on without talking about the person in the face that I don't see. The brother that elevated me, inspired me, challenged me to be a better player, just to be a better man overall. And you hear the chance of Kobe for Kobe Bryant, who he got very emotional while discussing. Looks like, doesn't look like, he looks like a cross of between Chris Carino and Pat Riley. <laughs> if you merge the two faces. Yeah, it's not bad, I gotta say. I wonder if he's still living out there in L.A. or he went back to Spain. or like, what's he doing? Mm, good you question. Know? I mean, he probably doesn't live in L.A. anymore. <clears throat> Who the hell wants to live there if you don't have to? I suppose, yeah. yeah. Uh, also in L.A., guys that live there are part of the Clippers. And if you like amenities, like using the bathrooms, you're going to have a good one in this new building. Steve Ballmer has uh, privately financed this new building. And he wants to make sure that you don't miss any action when you have to use the bathroom. Yeah, three times the NBA average for toilets so that you can get in, get out, and get back to your seat and not miss any of the action. How when much is this place open? Uh, the start of the 24-25 season, I believe. When, when does the sphere open out there? The thing that James Dolan is building? building the, the, the entertainment building? Yes. Is that, I don't know the answer to that. I'm That's got to sure. be soon. Is the forum still up or is they forum not that down? The forum is still up. No, it's they still, still up. They still utilize yes. that? Yeah, it's right across the street. The forum is right across the street from SoFi. Okay. And then the Staples Center, which is now Crypto.com Arena, is they, isn't Crypto.com like bankrupt? No, that was uh, the that other was down one. in Miami. That was FTS. Oh, that, that was, was the, FTX okay. down in Miami. Yeah, yeah. So it is still Crypto.com Arena. I LA. believe so, yes. Now, Sphere Las Vegas, or is it in LA? No, Sphere LA. All right, Los Angeles. When does it open? Yeah. Any interest in seeing Peter Gabriel this year? No. No. I don't see a Sphere. I see Peter Gabriel. I thought, maybe it is Las Vegas. I feel like I had a year ago. Oh, here we go. Sphere yeah. Burbank. That. Maybe that's why. MSG Sphere yeah, Studios. That's so. it. I think that's it. I believe okay. that's it. And I and I think that they fired the guy running it or the people running it because it was over budget and it wasn't moving fast fast enough. I think Jim 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 Dolan has taken over that. Oof. Oh, my friend Keith Gabloff texted me a new chant. Yeah, I ain't taking credit for it. He said you could have it. I thought it was, eh. but I throw it at you. See if you like this better. <laughs> we lost the Dodgers. Go get Rogers. Yeah. I, you know, it's Las Vegas. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we lost the Dodgers. Go get Rogers. Somebody else said, you know, somebody, somebody else sent it to me. You know, we, you know, for of all the old codgers, we want Rogers. Something like that. There it is. Oh, wow. That's not what it looks like now, though. That's a rendering of what it's yeah, going it's, to be. It's the experience is the, just the getting started, supposedly. And I thought the thing was supposed to open up relatively soon. Cause Who's opening? Too, U2 Fall of 2023 is opening. That's, oh, okay. That's a pretty good it show. It is in Las Vegas, by the way. It is. That's not that far away if that no. thing's not done. Fall of 23. Wait, so they are opening one in LA or they're not? I no. I think they are. It's no. MSG Sphere okay. in, the, uh, in, Vegas. in Las Vegas, yes. All right. That's kind of cool. Look at that. That thing looks awesome. I think it'll be open by the time we're out there for the uh, Super Bowl? Yeah. We're saying yeah, 23. Definitely. That's where we should do the show from. Inside the Sphere.
<laughs> you don't want to do it on a gondola? <laughs> no, I think we might. At 2 o'clock in the morning? I think we are. We're going to be in the fountain. <laughs> How many people are going to be smoking weed and drunk running by the set? <laughs> yes, it's going to be great. Holy cow. Yeah. Uh, spring baseball tonight. You've got the Mets and Max Scherzer taking on Team Nicaragua. You got the Yankees and Cardinals this afternoon. You got Aaron Judge playing in left field with, um, uh, what's his name? Giancarlo Stanton and Mike Eric Cole on the mound. Now, this was interesting. And I'm going to ask you a question. When you make a trade, are there not physicals that are had? Yes. Yeah, of course, yeah. So here was Frankie Montas, I guess, this morning. Said, quote, wasn't 100% when the Yankees acquired me. I was trying to push through. I got traded to a new team and wanted to show what I could do. Things didn't go the way I was expecting. So he wasn't healthy. He was healthy. So here's the thing. You, you know when uh, Buckshaw Walter said last week that uh, who had, uh, who had the, the rib tightness? Oh, just, from the uh, Quintana. Quintana. So he said, hey, you know, good thing he told us about it because a lot of times guys don't say anything because they want to make the big club. And they'll fight through injuries and things of that nature. And then when you get traded to a club, you know, of course, you got to go through the injuries because we've seen a lot of trades get voided because of lack of a, a physical or, or failed physical. Um, but sometimes guys don't tell the truth that they may have something going on because they don't want to disappoint the team that is acquiring them. Yeah, sure. I mean, he's probably thinking, too, let me get to the Yankees and maybe if I pitch well there, I'll get a gigantic contract. I mean, that's probably what he's thinking. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Well, that's what he said, so that's not good. Uh, Maple Leafs beat the Devils 4-3. Islanders over the Sabres 3-2. You got first round of the Big East tournament with St. John's facing Butler at 3. And then tonight, it is Seton Hall taking on DePaul. Time now for Moment of the Day. Brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. No! Too good not to replay this. Earlier this morning, Al struggled terribly with former NBA player's name, which we just heard from, so uh, we gave it a listen. I saw a story that the Lakers retired Paul... What did he say his first name? Paul Gasol? <laughs> Paul? Paul Gasol. <laughs> I know it's Paul. Paul? Like Paul without the L. <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> What's his name, Jerry? So I thought, thinking back, you remember when we used to watch Batman as children, and then there were the fight scenes would come up. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Poof. Yeah. Pow. Bang. Yeah. I wondered if we didn't spell it out, if we actually played it out, what it would sound like. I'm like confident right until I look at it. Well, go, let me look at it one last time before I say it. Then I get all thrown off. And screwed the whole thing up. There you go. Moment yeah. of the day. Uh, something I missed the first time you played it. When Al says, I know it's Paul. <laughs> I just don't know the last name. No, you don't know it's Paul. De definitely Paul Gasol. All right, Jerry, thanks. We will uh, see you tomorrow. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Brian Pooler, Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. So I got a, uh, a text. A, a mole was out there in the newsroom and texted me that Al Dukes was once again doing push-ups in the office during the break and was saying this is, you know, why, why do I think that Al is doing push-ups during a break? And I said... My take on it was that Al is completely tired of the quarterback topics and he needs to get out that energy, like that negative energy of the phone call screening and the quarterback topics. And to do that, he does it in a healthy manner. He does the push-ups in the office. So am I on base here or am I off base? I know that slim, tattooed fellow who leaked this to you because he walked in on me and I was trying to hide in the corner of the office. Yep, didn't work. No, I just, every once in a while, I think... You know what I'm going to do during commercials? 15 push-ups. That's it. Yeah. And by the end of the day, I'll have so many push-ups. And I always forget. And it caught my... I, as I was walking before, I was like, oh, I'm going to go get a quick 15 in. Those are my first 15 of the Don't day. you have the perfect push-ups back there? I did used to, but I I, I like just the actual r- real regular like push-ups. Like your hands now. on the floor back there? <laughs> yeah, I like where everyone's walked in the yeah, New York exactly. City streets. Yeah, I mean, you go and wash your hands immediately? You just, no. No. I'm weirdly non-germophobic about some stuff and other things very germophobic. Yeah, those perfect push-ups were great when we had them here. Yeah, I did I did have them, and they are probably still somewhere in my house. I did... Right. Use them. And I did see that you gave an update on on how you now have lived your life and what you have eaten and what all these oh, yeah. these people over the last year agree on, which makes sense for you to eat because you were up to 161 and 66. Now I was 166. 66 and now you're down to 148. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds weird as a man to say one four, like I the mean, second number being a four. That is just a one. But the fact that I got all the way up to 166 to me is just crazy. Well, it looked bad on me. I was getting like a belly. I mean, at no point that I've known you. Now, I've seen some old pictures of you where it's different. But at no point that I know you, you looked anywhere near heavy. I felt it. I was like, mm, it's getting to be beach season. So it was actually a year ago yesterday. Jerry, well, Jerry and I were going to start this game plan, but then Jerry's got to go on the road. It has got all thrown off. What the push-up thing? No, the um, no the food thing. Yeah, but the I'm thinking thing. that the push-up thing is tied now could to be, your yeah. new muscular physique. <laughs> the one forty-eight. Yeah, yeah the one forty-eight. Yeah. I mean, do you do you see like abs in there or anything? No. I mean, do you? No, see I still have your ribs. You no, ribs I still tape. kind of have a bit of a. I I still have a stomach that I wouldn't take my shirt off. At 148. What? Yeah, I'm telling you. It's not they, easy. I'm not going to ask you to do that, but uh, but I'd love to see what you're talking about. Because that's got to be some sort of body dysmorphia thing where you think you have it, but you don't. There's not 148? I mean, that's the lowest I ever was in my life was 178. And I'll never get back to that. And I look sickly at 178. You at 148? You're what? You're 5'11", right? Six yeah, foot? 5'11". 5'11", 148. It's that's dainty. <laughs> it's thin, yeah. But still, I'm telling you, I still, if I could lose some weight in my belly, that'd be great. But I, I don't think, you know, at a certain point, I do like to have a Miller Lite every now and then. Sure, right. You can't cut anything, exactly. everything out. 
Absolutely everything. So what about the sit-ups then? Why the push-ups? Sit-ups don't do anything unless you've cut the fat that's already in your, on your belly. So if you still have a little bit of a belly, doing sit-ups won't, hurt, won't help. <laughs> Eddie, you're laughing because... <laughs> It's just to hear him say those words. It just sounds so ridiculous. Yeah. Sometimes you'll see heavy guys at the gym doing sit-ups. Like, what do you, why? <laughs> you, you might have nice abs, but it's under your belly fat. Right. You'll never see it. You're never going to see it. I used to do that thing when I was trying to get in shape back in like my 20s where you'd roll the abs. You know those ab roller yeah. things? I bought one of those like off the QVC in the middle of the night. I'd sit in my parents' house in the bedroom and just go roll back and forth. think that would do <laughs> something for me. Maybe it did. I don't know. I don't know if people still do ab rollers, but I don't see them anywhere. You didn't have that. You buy that thing that Pamela Anderson was, uh, yeah, that thing that you put between your knees. Wasn't you that Suzanne Summers? Is that Suzanne Summers? Thigh master. A thigh master. No, no, no. I didn't. That was Suzanne Summers? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I never got the thigh master. I got the body solutions that I talked about from WFAN when I heard Sid Rosenberg doing that back in like 2003 or something. It was like this spoonful of something. You're supposed like to pickle take, juice. <laughs> yeah, to take it at night and you lose weight. So I fell for that one and I actually went and bought that. And took it. And then the other thing I bought off the internet or bought off a TV a commercial, infomercial, was the, was the ab roller. The other thing that was very popular back uh, probably before your time, Gio, was that you would get into this. It was some sort of ab cruncher that you would put on the floor and, oh, and yeah. crunch up. Yeah, you'd hold it yeah, like this yeah. on the back and then yeah, crunch. Oh, yeah. One of those. <clears throat> yeah. I don't think it worked. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it, I think it could work for you, though, Al. I mean, I, I guess I could push it and try that, but... So when does beach season of, uh, initially start for Al Dukes? Well, for me, I consider like the when we do the Memorial Day weekend show, kick off the summer, to me, that's when it starts. But he never goes to the beach. That's no. the thing. Never uh, takes his shirt off. He never goes to the beach. It's the ogling from his balcony. Yeah. That's I like to be I mean. near the beach. I don't like to be on the beach. <laughs> like he gets all the way down to 148 and never takes his shirt off. I mean, uh, if I were 148, I would never put a shirt on. I would just be walking around totally topless every single so, day. So some of the good things that I did hear from you yesterday are that it's okay to eat steak. Oh, yeah. Eggs. Steak, eggs, full dairy, Boomer. Yeah. It's a meat eater's world. It is. Yep. Huh? And all of these people out there that Healthy. you've been following over the Correct. last year, this is what they all agree on? Yes. Anybody totally disagree with any of this stuff? I'm sure vegans don't like well, those yeah, okay, three forget, items. Well, put no, those the people I follow, that's what they're that's what they're telling you to eat. See, I've got meat problems. pie. <laughs> meat pie as well. Meat pies. I got salty know. meat. <laughs> I've got problems with dairy though. That like I, I have a if I eat too much cheese or milk or ice cream, I, I just bubble guts nonstop. Like if I cut out dairy, I feel so much better about myself. I mean everything in moderation though. I mean yeah. yeah, I eat like four eggs a day now, every day. You do. And I'm going to test my cholesterol in about another six months, see how I'm doing. Because everyone says your cholesterol goal. No, I don't false. think so. No, I think eggs are okay. Like, they're actually, yeah, I think I eat two eggs every day for lunch now. I know you have four, but I also... Two egg, I've, when I eat four eggs, it doesn't do anything. I don't well, know. I have a piece of Ezekiel bread oh, with okay. avocado. So it's Ezekiel bread, avocado, two eggs. That's I was telling Jerry about this one guy I follow. I might get into this this coming year. Don't eat plants or vegetables. They have defense chemicals in them, and they're not good for you. Lectins. They got lectins. They got lectins? That the plants do not want us eating them, and the vegetables don't want us eating them. You should eat meat and fruit. Meat and fruit? Yep. Because a sheep really wants you to eat them. (laughs) It's not, not fighting me off.
mean, I've never heard anybody say that vegetables were, were bad for you. Oh, it. you could find those people. They're on the internet. So, but what are they saying? They that also those... believe the moon landing didn't happen. No, they're saying like that that certain that plants and vegetables and um, beans and things they have defense chemicals in them called lectins that is not good for you. <clears throat> what do they do though? The lectins, they wreak havoc. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know exactly what they do, but they're not they're not good. <gasps> okay. Yeah. So I might get into that this year. I might just stop eating vegetables. I mean, it's going to get to the point you're going to try to get back to your original weight of 8 pounds and 9 ounces. Like, that's what you're going to try to do. <laughs> just, Al Dukes walks in totally emaciated, passes out on the floor. We try to feed him broccoli Rob, <laughs> rejects it. No! Lectins! No, get away from me. Oh, boy. Seed oils. That's what you want to stay away from. Yeah, that I'm, I'm seed 100% with you on that. And added sugar is another thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, anything's added sugar and seed oils, no way. I'm with you 100% on that. But when the lectins, I don't know so much. That's why it's tough to eat out. Even if you order what you perceive as something healthy on the menu, it's being cooked in seed oils. Well, one that blew my mind was I had, I didn't want, I wanted roasted, like, like salted cashews, like a handful of that. And I was just thinking it was a cashew that was roasted you know, a little salt on it. I'm like, it's eh, not terrible. You know, it was a nice, delicious snack. And then you turn over the thing, and they're they're roasted in canola. Oil. Yep. You got to get raw cashews. And that's what I eat now. Straight up raw cashews. That's it. Can you put them in the oven? Sure. Mm. Interesting. And cashew has uh, oil in it a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like canola oil, right? But is, isn't a cashew a seed? Of yeah. Course? My, that, though the cashew. Goes into the guy who doesn't want you eating vegetables or plants. That is a, a, a has a, is also no good for you. A lectin. Yeah, it's got lectins. I can't listen. I've given up a lot of stuff. That cashew was key to my happiness. Put it in the oven. You'll like it. I love it. No, cashew. it's evil. The cashews are evil. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 